1: Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game 10, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blockout and other restrictions supply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
2: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Ardle of 105.3 The Fan. And joining us today is David Hancock. He's the CEO of Heroes for Children.
3: How are you doing, David? I'm fantastic, Uh, Chris. Thank you. Uh, Honored to be on the podcast and uh, shed light on the impact of our organization, Heroes for Children. So thank you so much. Let's talk about what Heroes for Children is all about.
2: It's all about the families of of the kids who impacted with with cancer, right? Can you talk about what you guys particularly do, especially with the family?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And Chris, thank you so much for your personal support and how you've been integrating in our organization and our recent event. And uh, well, the element of families, um, you know, in Texas, The average, um, the average that we see on any given year, and it fluctuates, but the average is about eighteen hundred families hear that diagnosis: your child has cancer, which really equates to five a day out of three hundred sixty-five days a year. So it's just, you know. really sets a family a mom and dad when they hear that diagnosis their world just stops Mm -hmm. so what heroes for children does we've been around for 19 years and really our vision is this we don't want any family that has a child battling cancer to fight that battle alone so that's where we step in we got five core programs that help support them in their journey Uh, they usually have a journey uh, in their treatment inside the hospital um, you know, anywhere between on average six months to a year, and that's inpatient, that's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. They're very much sequestered. We we all know a little bit about that, uh, the world experiencing COVID and being more immune compromised. Uh, so really Heroes for Children and Our our title of our organization really is also the mission. Uh, our donors, our supporters are heroes. To the children who are currently battling cancer right now in real time. So um, that is our core mission, what we do. And uh Chris, just simply we we partner with hospitals. Uh we don't partner with every hospital because every hospital doesn't have a pediatric oncology mm-hmm, unit, mm-hmm. a cancer unit for children inside their hospital. But those that do, for example, um, children's health. Dallas and Plano, uh, Children's Medical City, uh, Cook in Fort Worth, and then for the rest, of, just to name some of the larger ones that have a dedicated pediatric oncology unit uh, in the south of Texas, uh, MD Anderson, Texas Children, where Dell's Children in Austin and um, University of Texas uh, Children's in San Antonio, just to name some of our larger ones. Um, and I named the larger ones, Chris, because Really, that's where you could be an oncology doctor in Lubbock or Abilene, uh, et cetera, or maybe a smaller community in Texas. And they're probably going to send you to the larger hospitals to receive treatment. And Mm -hmm. that's really our sweet spot Mm -hmm. where we partner with the doctors, the nurses, uh, the social workers, and helping them in their personal struggle Uh, And that could be um, rent, utilities, it could be fertility assistance, uh, educational challenges of Mm -hmm. how how do they continue to, how do they continue their schoolwork while they're sequestered inside of a hospital for a year, Um, you know, doing their schoolwork and giving them the opportunity not to lose a school year. Uh, We all know about that uh, after COVID. So people are much more aware of that now. What Children and the families are going through uh, with their child battling cancer. So that's just a quick overview of what we do and how we partner with hospitals. And ultimately, you mentioned the mission. Uh, It really is about the kiddos. And so we served about 770 families last year in 2012. And we're on the same pace this year, uh, which is amazing. We've pretty much since the start of COVID doubled the amount of families that we reach and connect with on an annual basis. So uh, amazing, but we can't do it without heroes. Uh, people just like you and I, regular people, regular folks who say, hey, I want to be the difference that I want to see in the world. And and that is how we really fuel our mission. You know, it's, it's amazing the
2: stories that that come out because of the work that you guys do. But I also find it, Amazing that a lot of people don't understand exactly what you do because you actually step in the breaches so well for so many families. Again, you mentioned this when you started off. It's really devastating for parents to hear that their children or their child might be battling cancer because we all think we will, our kids will outlast us. We just kind of assume the ch- children will live a lot longer than we do. And then when you find out that, they're having to fight cancer and you want them to win that battle. It's almost like everything changes in your life, but still things have to be taken care of. You still have to pay your bills. You still have to adjust accordingly. And that's where, that's where the heroes step in. Right. Can you talk about some of those stories about you guys have been able to help families make ends meet or
3: families be able to juggle? Yeah. Uh, boy, where do I start? I got so many stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me, uh, I'll I'll share a few in just a moment, I think, um, you know, just to go back to that statement of, you know, just imagine today, right uh, here we are on third, you know, on October 12th. And today, five families today will hear that diagnosis for the very first time your child has cancer and it does Uh, There's no way it couldn't just rock your world. Um, The average age that we um, work with, uh, on an average, we from birth all the way up to 22 years old, but the average uh, in our families we serve is six years old. So just imagine a six-year-old that maybe your son or daughter, even if they're grown, just imagine when they were six or a nephew or a niece, someone that you're close to, and you hear that news for the first time, it just, uh, all your priorities, um, you know, uh, we're not as concerned, uh, is, is the love that we have for the Dallas Mavericks and our sports teams and the North Texas community, uh, really just puts in perspective what really is the greatest priority and that's our families, our mm-hmm. loved ones. So what is interesting, um, this is a, I think you and I have commensurated on this particular stat before in our conversations. About 40 uh, of all the families that we serve, and this this is a national average too, that the families lose about 40% of their income in their first year. And really it's that simple. Um, a, a mom and dad, there they are, they got a six-year-old because they have a six-year-old, they're probably young,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: They're young uh, parents. And usually what happens is one of the spouses, depending on their situation, who has a higher income, uh, et cetera. But um, more often than not, the mom will say, boy, there is no way I'm allowing my son or daughter to be in that hospital day in and day out by themselves. Uh, yeah. And by themselves. Right. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, though the employers are really great, uh, employees are great. They're given the mom and dad uh, their, some of their paid time off. They give all they can, but it gets to a point that finally the the organization says, we're going to put you on unpaid leave. Your job will be here when you get back, but they can't continue to pay. So that's really where the 40% comes in. Mm-hmm. No one's uh, obviously not, you know, everyone's always concerned and loves that employee and the family and all that but um, that's a very typical scenario and so that really puts a crunch uh and that's where heroes for children really steps in and with our five core programs um that really meets their needs and tries to help them uh we're not a piggy bank we can't pay for every bill but what we do is provide assistance to help them overcome so they don't have their their rent or their mortgage uh, foreclosed on and mm-hmm. have to move out in the midst of the the most uh, horrific struggle they're going through in their entire lives at that point. Uh, utilities, uh, we don't want their lights turned off because they can't pay the bill. So just as an example, that's where Heroes for Children, we come in with our financial assistance that we raise money and support to help these families and partner with them so that they can get to the other side of their cancer treatment successfully and you and I have talked about this before we we have some great odds with the advent of modern medicine uh the odds are right now that 80% no matter what their cancer diagnosis 80% on a national level uh and that's true for Texas as well that 80% of all those children no matter what cancer they're going through with really incredible treatments that they're able to do with modern medicine and our doctors and the frontline workers. I mean, they're amazing. They're able to beat cancer 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You and I could go to Vegas, Chris, and boy, we would win a lot of money with those kinds of odds. Exactly. Um, So really they're great odds. There's also a reality that about 20% of those kiddos uh, may lose their battle with cancer. So we're trying to help them, get to the other side, be successful without losing everything else, losing their home, Mm -hmm. having the lights turned off, having their car repossessed, uh, et cetera. So that's really where heroes, that's supporters and donors to our organization really come in. I always ask people, Hey, you want to be a hero? Uh, You want to put on a Superman cape, help a child, help a family that are in the worst, you know, struggle in their life. And that's their child battling cancer. Become a hero. Help us um, meet those needs uh, so they can get to the other side and, and live a full life and celebrate the life that they have.
2: We're talking with David Hancock. He's the CEO of Heroes for Children. And David, you you, you explained that so well. And I can only just think and imagine, you know, when when people hear that maybe their father, their parents or their grandparents, someone that's a little senior um, is Going to have to battle cancer or has something that's going to, to possibly uh, put them in a hospital. You kind of say, oh man, this is awful. This is terrible. But you kind of know that they're a little bit older, so it, it, those things could happen. When it's right. a child, it's a whole different mindset, it's a whole different struggle mentally. And I was wondering if there was any resources that you might provide or, or be able to tell people where they can go if they're feeling just stressed of, cause you have to be strong for your kids. You have to be strong for the rest of the family and you have to try to figure out how it all is going to make sense. Can you talk about some of those challenges that families have to face?
3: Yeah, they, um, you know, the challenge they face is, you know, when I said it rocks your world, the, the emotional drain, the financial drain, um, also it's it's really difficult for families everyone says hey we're praying for you we're thinking about you mm-hmm. wonderful texts and those are absolutely those families need every bit of that and more but then there's just that reality where parents find themselves months in and those texts subside right uh, or at least they dim down some mm-hmm. and that's boy to have the tangible support that heroes for children provides um you know chris the it it now brings you know in some ways our financial support that we provide through all of our donor support it really does bring a level of sort of inbuilt counseling emotional reprieve yeah love uh, it's tangible love because they're they're worried about losing their car. They want to go back and forth to the hospital. They want to make sure that they're always there for their child. And if their car gets repossessed because they can no longer pay with that 40% average decline in their annual household income, um, it ha- I can't tell you how many tears of joy that we've been able to bring to families. Let, let me give you, um, you know, we talked about. An example. I'm, I'm going to share a story with uh, you, Chris, and the audience that I think really just this uh, it will definitely tug on your heartstrings, but uh, an amazing story that really details what Heroes for Children does, sort of from A to Z, uh, with this one story. So, we had a uh, several years ago, we had a single mom that had three children, mm-hmm. and their oldest son that she had uh, was diagnosed with cancer. I was in the hospital for about a year. Um, Heroes for Children was stepped in multiple times to help this single mom uh, and her son uh, beat cancer. He was 15 years old at the time. Uh, Successful. Um, Technically, the doctors never say a child once they leave the hospital is technically in medical remission. But they will say right now uh, we have no sign of cancer. Uh, Usually depends on what type of cancer there's a period of time before they will provide that medical diagnosis of they're in full remission. But with that said, this wonderful 15 year old, um, you know, athletic, uh, engaged personality plus um, was 15 at the time, was able to beat cancer. And um, two years later, right before his high school graduation, uh, he knew. He knew something was wrong, and he comes to his mom and said, Mom, um, I'm feeling some things. I'm feeling some pains, and I'm fearful that maybe the cancer's returned. They immediately went to the doctor, their oncology doctor, and their worst fear was realized. Um, By the time they get the diagnosis and more tests and confirm, um, it was already too late. Uh, They put him in hospice. So um, I get a application one day from the doctors, nurses, social workers on this particular young man. Uh, and when I opened it up and read it, I thought, oh, this sounds so familiar. I was looking at the name and I go, oh, wait a minute. We've already helped this family before. What, what's going on here? So yeah. we, we call the staff and say what's happening. And because what was odd is there was a funeral request. So we had helped them with rent and utilities and all different kinds of help um, several years before, but it was a funeral assistance request. Um, What was odd is he hadn't passed. So I was reading this in the application, um, contacted the hospital. So I called the mom directly and said, Hey, this is David at Heroes for Children and what, tell me what's going on. And she told me the whole story. And she goes, well, um, my son's, you know, he's not going to be here too much longer. And so we wanted to go ahead and put in the funeral assistance so that when we do have the funeral, whatever time frame that is, but it's going to be near, uh, we would be honored to have your assistance and help. And I told her, I said, absolutely. Um, I'm going to expedite this. We're going to make sure that we've got the assistance to help you. And here's what she told me, Chris. Okay. She goes, his last dying wish he wants to marry his high school sweetheart. Wow. In the hospital this coming Saturday, this was on a Tuesday afternoon. And I said, well, Hey, I, uh, not only are we going to help with the funeral assistance, but we want to help with the wedding. Uh, what can we do financially? What can we do to assist in this process? Um, they did it inside the hospital. It was COVID time. Um, oh, that so even more of a with challenge. the wedding on that Saturday. I said, I'm going to rush the finances here. We're going to help you whatever decorations, mm-hmm. uh, whatever we can do to help you with the wedding. Um, and we're going to send all that assistance right away. Please keep me up to date. How can we help more? So I was in touch with her and I remember that Saturday night, Chris, I was just thinking, uh, oh, I knew that he was still alive at that point. Um, I knew the wedding was taking place inside the hospital room on that Saturday evening. And I I was, you know, just lost in thought uh, thinking about that young man and that that mom and the Mm -hmm. two siblings and the whole situation. Uh, I did not hear from the mom on Sunday. Uh, I now know why Uh, I get a call from her early Monday morning and she shared with me that the wedding went off well. It was such a celebratory time, and then that Sunday he began to go uh, really downhill. And by that morning, Monday morning, uh, about thirty minutes after he passed, she calls me, and with just absolute tears. Sorry, I'm getting a little choked up about it, but understand. With absolute tears, Mm -hmm. she just said, "I want you to tell all your donors, all your supporters." Thank you, thank you, thank you, for being there with us in every point of the journey. And tell my story wherever you go. And I, you know, I was just Chris. I was just tears because I thought, wow, that that's what heroes for children does. We we're there in their, you know, in the journey. We're there in their deepest, darkest times. Uh, but it takes heroes. It takes, mm-hmm. you know, regular folk, just like you and I, just mm-hmm. coming together, you know, um, monthly supporters, you know, Hey, $10 a month, $20 a month, $50 a month, um, single donations, support. Uh, those are kind of things because uh, cancer never takes a day off. Um, these families are going through it in real time. You know a lot of cancer organizations and we need all these, Chris, we need all the other nonprofits, we are working on research to eradicate cancer and children's cancer. Uh, but we're an organization that is in the here and now. We're trying to help the families who are currently going through it, uh, why they're going through their battle, and help them to get to the other side. So really that story uh, I share, um, it really encapsulates that's what Heroes for Children does. So we're just honored to be on your podcast and and to the audience of North Texas supporters, because people are here so giving and be honored to have more heroes join us in the journey to help and be a hero for children.
2: Oh, most definitely. And In fact, you're making me try to let's put this in perspective here. You guys have been around for 19 years. So can you tell us the journey from 2004 where your co-founders uh, Larissa and Jenny had the idea yes. And how this thing has has taken hold because it's so impressive that you guys are there and going strong, and it was all because of their idea.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I share with people all the time that you know no organization, including ours, um, stands in a vacuum uh, of success alone. It's built upon many, many leaders have gone before us supporters have gone before us, but most importantly, as you reference and you had the privilege and honor to meet them face to face recently, Mm -hmm. uh, Larissa and Jenny, um, are cancer moms and they had their children, uh, over 20 years ago now, um, pass away from childhood cancer and, um, Taylor, um, Taylor and Allie uh, were both very, very young, four years old, 10 months. Uh, And they know firsthand and out of their pain, they really wanted to help others uh, because they could see that other families were struggling so much. They had really good family support. Mm -hmm. They had good insurance, et cetera. Uh, But they saw that so many people around them didn't and they, they wanted to give back. So that's where it was born. It was born out of their struggle out of their pain and they wanted to be the difference that they um, desired to see in this world. And, you know, I don't think they had any idea, you know, organically what it would do. They just wanted to help and they just rolled up their sleeves and boy, the organization grew and people said, hey, we want to help. And now 19 years later, going into our 20th year next year, um, we've built great, uh, donors and supporters and corporations and mm-hmm. and connections. Uh, people just like you and uh, others, it it really does take all kinds of heroes uh, for the children uh, to really reach and fulfill our mission. Um, and we want to continue that. We want to grow, uh, our support. We want to reach more families. We want to give more money to help them. And uh, we're even expanding that base outside of Texas uh, this past year. And, Excellent. And to others on a national level. So, uh, but we need, always need help. Sure. For sure. So, so
2: where, how, how large is the organization now? Because this is so impressive and it's so needed. Um, where are some of the locations and just kind of talk about where you're going right now, because I think it's so important.
3: Yeah, we, uh, great question, Chris. We, you know, I talked about our five core programs Mm -hmm. um, and we really work through the hospitals. Um, Our average, you know, application that the family applies for, um, when we get the application from the point of the application being received to the point that they get financial assistance is, we average five to seven business days which is really unheard of in the non Yeah, that's state. really fast. Usually it's a maybe a 3-4 month process by the yeah. time of application. They got to qualify them, but we we've really leveraged the you know the frontline workers, specifically the social workers and nurses that are on the front lines. They know their financial situation, they know their cancer situation, they know what the needs are. Um we have those frontline workers advocate in the partnership um with us. So we we know when we receive an application, we're we're able to move fast because we know it's with one of our partner hospitals. Mm-hmm. It's a budget that we've already provided to them up front. So that gives them strength to uh, be able to apply quickly. And our overhead to qualify the family is done in the process. Once we receive it from a partner hospital, uh advocating on them with a the budget we've already pre-approved for them, we can move really fast and that enables us to. Um, you know, make sure we don't have fraud uh, from the outside. We have zero fraud. Uh, we're able to work directly with the hospitals. Uh, they're doing the really heavy lifting uh, on that piece. So um, that's how we work. And we're all over the state of Texas. We've been in the state of Texas. We started off with Children's Hospital and Medical City in the north part of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that We've expanded in North Texas Uh, Like I said earlier, to some of our bigger hospitals um, like them, Children's uh, Hospital Medical City, to Children's Health Dallas, Children's Health Plano, Cook and Fort Worth. Uh, Then we have expanded into Houston, uh, MD Anderson, uh, Texas Children, uh, Dell Children's Hospital in Austin, Mm -hmm. uh, the University of Texas Children's Hospital in San Antonio. Just to name, we have more, but those are some of the bigger ones that maybe the audience may Recognize. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so now what we're doing, we have a replicable model. Uh, We also have a scalable model, Um, but we just need more heroes. We need more supporters to go. So we're now really kicking the tires, and we just launched our first hospital outside of the uh, state of Texas, Dornbecker Children's Hospital in Portland, Oregon. They're a top 30 U.S. News and World Report. They fit our model really well. Mm -hmm. And Oh, my goodness. The very first quarter that we provided a budget um, and provided the resources to them, they maximized their entire budget uh, fully and uh, meeting more needs. And we're going to C.S. Mott Children's Hospital, the University of Michigan Health System up in Detroit, Michigan next in the start of 2024. And we're kicking the tires with a, a lot of other children's hospital. Uh, really, the only thing that's helping us. Um, that we need to move faster. The hospitals are going, Oh, please come partner with us. Let's help the families. Um, They love our model Mm -hmm. is we need, you know, more support. It just really is that more support to get there faster because the need is really outstripping the supply. And I'm trying to, you know, be on shows like yours and others, letting people know, Hey, join us, be a hero Let's continue that support so we can go reach more families um, that are in the situation at some of the biggest, best children's cancer hospitals in the country, where really the majority of all treatment takes place. Uh, and that's really our sweet spot. So, uh, hey, who, who didn't want to be a hero, right, Chris? Exactly. Put on a cape, support, uh, because kids at no fault of their own uh, are in the fight of their lives, and we want to help them.
2: Let's talk about the different levels of support, because there's all kinds of people listening to the show, um, including CEOs, including, you know, average day, everyday people who families who actually want to donate on, on the on the on uh, the grassroots levels. Can you talk about the different ways that they could either volunteer their services, volunteer their treasure, their time? Um, and again, partner if your organization has got the wherewithal to make a difference.
3: Yeah, uh, it's my favorite question, because uh, without the dollars, we can't fulfill the mission and meet the needs. So, um, yeah, on our website at heroesforchildren.org, you'll see a donate button at the very top. Um, And that's primarily for individual supporters, uh, Mm -hmm. regular people just like you and I that go, hey, I want to be a part of the solution. Uh, They can do a one time gift. That's incredibly helpful. Because cancer never takes a day off, I always encourage people, hey, would you consider um, giving a monthly recurring donation, even if it's small, even if it's $10 a month, um, that kind of regular um, donation is a huge help. So sure. that that is, boy, that's really our bread and butter. Uh, so the more people we have, the more uh, our budget goes up and the greater we can give budget goes up for the hospitals and the more families we need so it's one way for individual um, heroes Um, then corporate heroes Um, we have a number of um, and soon as i say some of these names i'll leave out so many uh, but just some of the more well-known bank of texas bank of america
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
3: Uh, McKesson Corporation, etc. Those are some big names that people recognize. Um, And then we have small businesses and people that connect with us, medium size, uh, and we need more. Uh, You know what I hear often from businesses? Once they hear about us, they go, oh, my goodness, Um, we would be partnering with you if we had known earlier what you would do. And One thing that I hear from businesses all the time, they say, you know, in a country right now that, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of division, you know, uh, there's so many things that people are struggling with. And I get it. But one thing that's about children's cancer, um, there's really just absolute unity about it doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. Doesn't matter what politics, your ethnicity, where you come from, your gender, when it comes to children's cancer, everyone's like, oh my gosh, what can I do Mm -hmm. to help? Mm -hmm. Uh, How can I partner with your organization? So really, if you go to heroesforchildren.org, our donate button there, um, and then we've on the corporate side or business side, it could be a small business. uh, Those are two great ways. Uh, to get involved. And then we also, as an organization, put on different events, which you were recently part of one of our Hold'em Poker fundraiser events. So uh, Mm -hmm. fantastic. And thank you, Chris, to really be the change that you desire to see in the world too by partnering with us. Uh, We have some events and that's a good way to on-ramp too. Like, hey, let me look in my local area, like here in the DFW area and go, how can we um, sort of get on that? train and come to one of the events and donate and participate in that way so really those are the easy on ramps to get involved with us uh, to go directly to our website and it has a lot of information and easy ways to partner and become a hero uh, for the children
2: david continue the fantastic work we
3: must visit with you again real soon thank you for joining us chris thank you honored to be on your podcast so kind and um hopefully Uh, your hearers will go, Hey, my heart's beating a little bit faster. And I, I want to be a hero. So thank you so much for the time today.
2: Our next guest. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Her name is Shelby Patrice Jenkins. She is the founder and CEO of budget university. Shelby, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm great. How are you?
2: I am doing fantastic. And I am so glad to have you on the show because people need to know your story and what you have done to create This business called Budget University Online, where people can learn how to get financial literacy, where they can learn to be aware of their money and have their money work for them instead of them chasing dollars.
0: Yes, that's the goal. Yes, yes.
2: Can you tell me, first of all, how you came up with this? And the journey you went on to make this thing happen, because i still in its infancy, but it's just absolutely amazing how things are happening for you right now.
0: Thank you. You know, whenever something happens to you, life changing, um, you you can either do one or two things you can sit back and you can dwell on it or you can tell your story, you can help other people. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go the route of helping other people. So um, two think, two life events occurred in my life. And number one was when my grandmother passed away and my dad was just really distraught. So I wanted to help him out and I did the funeral. And the funeral director was like, you know, your grandmother had everything set up. She had a pre-need, she had all of this stuff. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, so we can just go ahead and um, just proceed. But then we realized that she gave up her pot to um, her sister-in-law. And so then uh, we just had to pay for her plot to put her in the ground. Mm -hmm. So then um, when we did that, um, we went to another cemetery and the lady told me, she's like, I've never seen, you know, a family in your culture so organized. I was about to say,
2: I was about to say your grandma was on point. Usually it's very, very messy. Stuff is not paid for. And there's a will that everybody's fighting over.
0: Oh yes, and and guess what? And that's what she said. She said, "I promise you, we're usually waiting for uh, a GoFundMe account mm-hmm. or a church donation." And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" She was like, "You'd be surprised how people leave people in the freezer for so long or whatever because they don't have the means to bury someone." Right. So I was like, "Wow!" So then that was that that was strike one for me. So strike two was when. I ended up getting furloughed from American Airlines. So, American Airlines furloughed me, and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Oh, just bought no. a house, just closed on my house, yeah. you know, got a new car. And I was like, oh my goodness. And of course, I don't want to dip into my savings account. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, you know what? I got this. So, then friends started reaching out to me that were flight attendants because I'm known as the flight attendant on the jump seat that's always reading like those financial literacy books.
2: Oh, good. So, I was like, yeah. Hey,
0: yeah. Um, uh, you know, like those little workbooks. That sure, I know what you mean, Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. so I would do that. And stuff so you're like multitasking
2: that. on the flights.
0: Uh, yeah because at that point in time believe it or not i was a flight attendant but i was also living with my grandmother and my dad was like listen what i want you to do while you're living with your grandmother is i want you to save your money as well and i want you to know get your credit up to 800 and do everything that you can and i wasn't living rent free and that's also a part of the, i was living rent free my apologies and that's mm-hmm. also a part of budget university but to go back on track um, I was like, you know what? Let me form a Facebook group. And when I put 15 people in that Facebook group, those 15 people told their friends, that told their friends, that told their friends, and those 15 people turned into 641 people in
2: two weeks. Wow. What year was this?
0: This was literally October 2020. So we're deep in COVID right now.
2: Wow. That's that's and why a you lot got of furloughed. Have been laid off that's yeah.
0: And, you know, with that time, people are like, oh, my goodness, like, where is my money going? And people are realizing how they either live paycheck to paycheck or they just they don't really have a budget. And so. I was like, I put that in the group and then people at the same time were also trying to buy homes because the interest rates were low. So I said, you know what, Shelby? You're teaching the same thing. You're going over the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. You're literally repetitive. So I said, I'm gonna name this group Budget University because everything you do in your life, you have to budget where exactly. it comes to health insurance, mm-hmm. it comes to retirement plans, it comes to a new, pay, um, a new paycheck, everything we do, we budget. We go on a target up. Ooh, those ooh, that those face masks look really good right now, but I can't do it because I got to do this. That, that's a budget. Mm-hmm. When you have to think about where your money's going. You're budgeting. So I said university, because when we go to a university, we're trying to excel in knowledge and we're learning. So I said budget university. Got the trademark, got an LLC, and I just ran with it. And now I'm teaching people financial literacy.
2: This is so amazing and so on point, especially nowadays when a lot of people may not be able to go to a university. After the pandemic, I saw more and more Gen Z deciding to live Mm -hmm. in a gig economy because, okay, they're not necessarily going to get those jobs based on a diploma because, guess what, There's Gen X won't give up those jobs. And so they're like, okay, I'm not going to get a six-figure job just because I have a diploma. I better start making a budget because I'm in a gig economy. I'm multitasking. Maybe I want it that way because I want the flexibility. I want to be able to travel. You know, I want to be able to do mm-hmm, some things mm-hmm. where I'm not saying, okay, I work for some corporation or for some job for you know, the next Correct. 20 years. And so they, they, they want to understand their money. And I love the way you have BudgetUniversityOnline.com where you can go into the 401K, the basic banking, the real estate, mm-hmm. the investing, mm-hmm. life insurance, mm-hmm. student loans. Mm-hmm credit cards. Mm -hmm. You've got it broken down where you can figure out your money.
0: Yes. And, you know, the reason why I did that is because even all those pillars that you just named off are pillars of budgeting or budgeting our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And what I did was that um, I'll have to give you access because I love to share and show people what's really behind the scenes. We have customized calculators in there. And when you become a member of Budget University, we have those retroactive calculators that hold you accountable. Because I feel like when we're trying to reach our goals for financial freedom, we have to hold ourselves accountable. So when you click on that real estate tab, it's going to ask you, how much are you trying to buy a house for? How much are you how much do you want to put down? How much do you think your interest is going to be? Mm-hmm. What is your current um credit score right now? These are the documents that you need because one thing about it, you have to you have to know, you have to be knowledgeable, but you have to also hold yourself accountable. So if I say to myself, I want to buy a house next year, you become a member of Budget University, you put in your numbers, we're going to hold you accountable. You're going to get a text message a month and say, hey, did you save $750 this month for your house down payment? Mm -hmm. And then when you get that text, you're going to be like, oh crap, no, I didn't. What did I do wrong? Oh my goodness. You know, so we're holding you accountable.
2: You know what I love about this? that's why we created that. Exactly. This is what I love about this. I love about this because there are so many people, especially listening to this show, that have kids who are the high school age, college age, but they don't know these different things. They know, oh I need to have a bank account. They don't know what to do with mm-hmm. it. Oh, I gotta mm-hmm. get an app. Or they watch Shark Shark Tank. So they know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you wanna have a business. And that's what a lot of a lot of Gen Z wants to do nowadays. They don't necessarily wanna work for somebody They want to have their own business. Maybe they want to be creative and have a a YouTube channel. They want to do something where they're influencers or whatever, but they still Mm -hmm. need the money to work for them. And I like the fact that you have an app, you have a website, Budget University Online, where they can figure it out for themselves and make a plan because that's what people don't understand. You have to make a plan if you're going to accomplish anything. You feel better about yourself because of your journey you take on, on making your plan.
0: Yes, and you know, what you just said, oh my gosh, there's so much I wanna give feedback on everything that you just said, because number one, when you said there's a lot of, um, listeners out here that mm-hmm. have students that are in high school and college we have a custom calculator that is under the student loan portal where you're able to input your three top colleges and this mm. is my favorite because guess what you could do you can compare and contrast the cost of college in-state out-of-state tuition sat scores atc scores what's the average gra- graduation rate how much is tuition? How much is room and board? How much are students that are graduating from there? How much are they paying once they graduate for student loans? We have those calculators in there and it calculates it for you. So therefore, when I was growing up, my dad, when I was looking for college, we had to print everything out. I was like, okay, daddy, I want, Kentucky State, Jackson State, North Carolina A&T, and I remember my dad putting it side by side, and he would um, he would co- he would um, highlight them with different highlight colors, like mm-hmm. orange, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. So that all right, Shelby, it's looking like this one right here is just more expensive than this one. So what I did was that I created my calculators for that, so parents can see it side by side, and it creates a line graph for them. So now you see, oh, this ooh, this one's going to be much higher for out of state or in state tuition than this school is. Oh, okay, so this this is what schools are graduate. These are what the students are graduating. Their graduation is at 76%. This school is graduating at 86%. Those are important numbers to know when you're looking for college and when you're looking for schools, because as a freshman, when you're going in, that's when you can make the answer, okay, mom and dad, this is for me, or this is not for me. And to have to answer that question, we have those numbers for you, those statistic numbers for you. And then when you mentioned about, you know, opening up a bank account, that's what we have basic banking for. The steps of opening up just a bank account, banking account, have your ID, have a mailing address, you know, wh- what you need exactly, how to open a savings account, what documents you need for that saving. So those things are really important. And that's why, you know, for budget university, it's for everybody basic learning to all the way advanced. You know, we, we do it all.
2: This is what's so amazing about bank. This was so amazing about budget university online. You have all these things in, in today's world, especially for Gen Z. I keep highlighting Gen Z because they're used to the technology. You know, a lot of people who are a lot older, you know, the Facebook's about as far as they'll go. You got something for everybody, but more importantly, the wisdom is in this app. And I love it because You can play on the website. You can play on the app. You can go at your own pace to get the information that you need. Am I wrong?
0: No, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. You get all the information you need and you put it in your file and you put it in your database system. And then for our students that are enrolled, because we have two parts we have the community learning center where people can come for their subscription price and they, you know, get all that stuff and put it in their file. Mm-hmm. Or we have students that are homeschool students. We just partnered with the National Homeschool Association. Okay. So that's super cool because students that are homeschooled or parents that are looking for homeschool. And they sign that affidavit saying, you know what, I'm, I'm responsible for instructing my child come to Budget University. We're accredited, which means that everything that I'm talking to you about, we input that into our curriculum. So say that we're going to teach about history, right? So we're going to teach about history, but we're going to teach about the land. We're going to teach about slavery. um, um the sil- silver war, everything that's mm-hmm. going on, recession, but we put emphasis on financial literacy and generational wealth. So with history, people are gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna write my history report on Mark Cuban and talk about how he started from here and how he went from buying the Dallas, um, owner of Dallas Mavs to going to being a billionaire shark tank, how he has invested his money. Mm-hmm. And that that's history, the history of him. And we also send students out to their neighborhoods and knock on their neighbors' doors and say, hey, just quick question, what do you do for a living? I'm a doctor i'm a teacher i own this so now they're able to say okay within their career this is how much i was able to buy a house with or whatever that, that brings into real estate mm-hmm. so now we learn the history of real estate we learn the history of property how long did you have this house which is also a big one because we like for our students to understand holding houses um, right. and sitting and like living in those houses and families and that's how generational wealth is built because students. I know a lot of people that still to this day, one of my college friends, she was like, girl, you won't believe it. I got my great, great grandmother's house. I said, what? She was like, you know, it, it was a lot of work, but it was worth it. So now she can, you know, she gets more and more in her money. Yeah. She just paid for a couple of things to get construction, but they kept it in the family. And that's what we that, that's history. That's history for her family. Mm-hmm. And that's history for her kids on down the line so that's what we're teaching so that goes into the real estate component with the science component we're still teaching about atoms we're going to teach about energy but what we're going to do is we're going to have our students bring in their energy bill their parents energy bills and they're able to read those line line graphs and see okay at two o'clock uh, I could see that it the, the energy wasn't high, but I can see uh-huh. at four or five when I was home, it went up. So they're learning two things. Number one, they're learning they're expensive. <laughs> number yes. two, they're learning that, you know, hey, I need to turn off the lights when I'm not home. And number three, they're also learning the financial aspect of energy. And how and how they can use it. And they're also learning how to read a line graph, because here in the state of Texas, when you take that start test, what are students doing? They're learning line graphs, bar graphs and pie graph charts. So we do that at Budget University, but just in financial literacy terms. And that's how we integrate it.
2: Shelby, you are just a whirlwind, a dynamo. That's why. Wait a minute. You got to tell the truth. Just being a flight (laughs) attendant was just fun for you because that that is not what you do. You are too smart for just being a flight attendant back then.
0: Yeah, travel, it was. It was just fun. You
2: you wanted to travel, didn't you? You just wanted oh, to travel. Oh, oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. I wanted those stamps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I love. I love.
0: Those passport stamps.
2: This is what I loved about you. Yeah, those passport stamps from all over the traveling. So this is what I love about you. Again, you are like Gen Z. That's what people don't understand. You want to enjoy your life, but at the same time, you're very, very smart, and you can have it on your own terms. What you have just created is an opportunity for those who think mm-hmm. like you. Who are? Or, and there's a whole. Yes. There's millions of kids, millions of people nowadays in the 21st century, not the 20th century mindset. The 21st century mindset where you can have it all, but you have to budget. You have to have a plan. Yes. You have to have some. And then guess what? You're rewarded. You're not only rewarded, but your money is working for you, and you're not working for the money. I just love mm-hmm. everything you do. doing. So, so tell me again, how were you raised? You just mentioned how you got the idea for Budget University, but I just want to know mm-hmm. how you came up with the way you are and the way you've been able to put these things together.
0: You know, we have to rewind it. Um, so I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, but I was adopted. Mm-hmm. So being adopted has changed my life tremendously. And I would definitely say that, you know, being um, very fortunate and blessed to live with the family, the, to live with my family and call them mom and dad was is amazing because uh, my mom was, you know, told she couldn't have children. So I was adopted mm-hmm. and they named me Shelby. I was taken out of the foster care system at 18 and I was given a great life. And I feel like with me being blessed with the life that I have now. Wait, wait, I, wait, wait. wait slow down, to- slow
2: down. Did you say you were in foster <laughs> care till t- the age of 18?
0: 18 months.
2: Oh, 18 months. I was about to say, my goodness. 18 months. Still. Ooh. 18
0: months. I was in foster care. Uh-huh. Yeah, 18 months. I was in foster care. Yeah. And my parents adopted me and um, I was blessed. Um, you know, my dad would, we would go out of town once a year. And then, um, you know, travel, then um, I had a little, we adopted my little brother, Dion, mm-hmm. and then my little sister, my mom ended up being pregnant with my little sister, Nia, which means purpose. So all three of uh, it's just three of us um, kids mm-hmm. with my mother and my father. And I was just, you know, I, I had it all. And I feel like now that I see it on my when I look back, I look back to help. I don't look at the negative, the negative side of it. Like, when you were adopted. Those aren't your parents. For me, those are my parents. And I feel like I am just it is it is a blessing. And I feel like I have to share my story. I have to share what was given to me because I want other people to say, you know what, if I could do it and Shelby was in the foster care system, If then she, then they can do it too. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal of it. And, you know, for me to be able to travel, I feel like it's my second chance of life. But with my second chance, why not give back? Why not say, you know what? Hey, get this done. My grandmother had a pre-need. You should get one too. Or we need to do this for each other. So it's helping. And that's the purpose of Budget University. I, I'm on a mission to make an impact for others to create generational wealth because generational wealth was created for me.
2: You know what? You are making a difference in... I want to say again, Budget University is it's the end all. It shows you how to take care of your money and how your money can take care mm-hmm. of you. BudgetUniversityOnline.com. Can you talk about some of the people who are now or some of the groups that are now partnering with you because they're allowing you to expand your ideas where people can get educated? Not just people, kids, middle school, mm-hmm. high school, even athletes in colleges. You mentioned the colleges, but athletes, homeschool kids as well
0: uh-huh yeah so you know it's to me it's important because um like i said i want to make an impact in every genre so you know working with um working with um ncaa to make sure hey this is important because athletes need this yes and they do. i feel like it's think about it where do we spend majority of our time growing up in school mm-hmm. eight eight a.m to three that's exactly school, right monday through friday except holidays mm-hmm. You're home Saturday and Sunday all day, but majority, those are your friends, those are your teachers. And if we're learning this in the system, then therefore it's gonna stick with us. So when we get money, we know how to treat the money. So that, that, that that's important working with them. The National um, Homeschool Association, that's major for me because a lo- ever since COVID, these homeschool numbers are going up. Oh yeah. So I'm like, you know what, we got to get with these, uh, we got to get with um, this organization as well, because for me to work with them, it's important so they can see it. Mm -hmm. It's important that they're able to see, okay, you know what, Shelby? Um, Yes, these students are learning core courses, history, science, English, and math, but it's being integrated through financial literacy. All these projects are there. So it's important for those students to understand it as well. Um, Another one for us is Kentucky State University, where I graduated. Mm -hmm. So those freshmen that are coming in, it's like, hey, I know exactly what I'm gonna do because when you're a freshman, the first thing that's lined up uh, when you're in the hallway or the student center are those credit card tables. Those exactly.
2: Card they sure are. You start your credit, you know? but then you don't know how to use oh, them. Yeah. There <laughs> exactly. all, all of a sudden you can crash your credit score right out the gate. It's like, if yep. you don't know what a credit score is and making payments on time or ahead of time.
0: Exactly. So learn about it yes. because all you see is 10,000, 15,000, $20,000 credit card learn about it so you can learn and see what you're doing opposed to making the mistake and then it's taking you years to get out of it so that's important as well it's also important for us to get with those freshmen so because you know unfortunately a lot of us a lot of people that i know are first time college graduates and mm-hmm, their family mm-hmm. so with that being said they don't understand they don't have someone telling them hey if your semester this is just a number it's 10,000 for just this fall semester, Mm -hmm. don't take out 30,000 so you can have a 20,000 refund check because now you're paying all this money. Yes,
2: the interest,
0: yeah. Exactly, so that's what's important for me so these kids can be educated and and know. And then the goal is for Budget University to get with all of these colleges and universities, to get with all these ISD systems, to work with every single sport, basketball, football, soccer, volleyball, um, anything because my other thing with athletes is they're getting these NIL deals. They're excited. Yes, they are. The but name, image, and likeness is
2: for those who know name, image, and likeness. That's yeah. how they're actually being able to get paid. And some of the bigger names are making millions. Some of the smaller names, at least Hell making, yeah. making things, making ends. Millions.
0: Enough. More, 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 more than, more than, more
2: than, more than
0: enough. Yeah. Yes. And it's important to say, you know what? Because I always see it like this: God forbid you get hurt. God forbid something happens to you. Are you okay? Do you right. have enough to fall back on?
2: Right. Exactly. And we, so
0: that's why, yeah, that's yeah, why everybody, do everybody can't be
2: a pro. You know, every it's some, mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. things don't work out. You know, and,
0: yeah, and then that's why you know it's important.
2: And that's the thing: a, a lot of kids, you know, they will get, you know, let's say they get signed a contract, they turn pro and you always hear the stories about they lose their money because they don't know how to take care of their money you know like you mm-hmm. said this may be the first professional athlete in their family this may be the first kid who got found his or her way out so to speak and you know they may have common sense they may have street sense they may even have book sense but a lot of the book sense is not financial literacy and that's why i think you have found a great niche i'm i'm wondering you know as you reach out to some of the the different um, colleges, high schools, ISDs here in North Texas. Have you had some feedback yet? And and do you have enough help getting the connections? In other words, I know the journey's only a few years old right now, but it seems mm-hmm. like your idea is so logical that you know you should have more doors open to you if they know about you.
0: Yes, and that's right now, that is the main goal is getting is getting into those ISD um, school systems. Mm-hmm. We, I am a vendor for Arlington, Irving, mm-hmm. Mansfield, Grand Prairie, and Dallas ISD. I am currently right now in a bid for Budget University's LMS, which is our learning management system. So I'm just praying that we are able to get that. So um, yes. our system will be in the Dallas ISD school system. So that's what I am. So I am eligible. I am in the system. I did get a bid for um, Belton ISD. So we are in Belton ISD as of right now. Nice. But of course, my goal is I I, I want to teach it everywhere because I know for a fact there's no system like budget university. There's no system giving you retroactive calculators. There's no system with backed up financial advisors saying, hey, change your system. We hey this this just went up. Shelby, the Roth IRAs for next year at 7,000. We got to change that portal out so we can give these people accurate. We're giving them accurate resources. So I know. That people might be teaching financial literacy, which is fine, but no one's teaching financial literacy like Budget University with our app, holding you accountable and with our system. And we're teaching these kids wills and will, will and testaments. We, we have actually, we have real will and testaments in there that students are filling out. Oh, that's so great. So getting into the ISD, thank you. So getting into the ISD systems, getting into, um, you know, uh, MBA cares and everyone else so we can go out there and teach and make partnerships that are going to change. I want to make, a. I want to have partnerships that are impactful and that are changing.
2: And you are, I, and you are. And again, this just started how many years ago? Just three?
0: Yeah, three years ago. Can you believe it?
2: This this is hit. this is just amazing and and, and again you know this whole amazing thing sometimes people get epiphanies during COVID they say they make the pivot different organizations corporations they say oh we made the pivot in other words they realized this is what, the way we need to go and sometimes it's about the technology and I think with Budget University Online it is the technology and like you mentioned. The homeschooling aspect, the the fact that there are a lot of kids who actually had to learn virtually or online, and so it's like, okay, they know how to do this. A lot of kids nowadays mm-hmm. are their parents and grandparents' tech support. They can do yes. this. They can understand <laughs> yes. it. All you have to do is give them the opportunity. Has it, has it been? I mean, I'm I'm sure nothing is easy, but can you? Oh no! Can you talk about some of the? I guess the doors that that some of the people who did not see the light and then all of a sudden now they see the light. I'm talking about some of the.
0: Oh my goodness. I was just having this conversation with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how many pitches I did? And what I mean by pitches, not on a big stage in front of people actually winning money. What I mean is pitching to certain schools, certain principals, certain superintendents, um, certain businesses mm-hmm. that did not see it. Oh yeah, I mean, it sounds like a great program. I just don't know where it will fit. Yeah. But for some reason, when I shared the article of me winning the Dallas Mavericks pitch competition, tables have turned.
2: It's like winning Shark they Tank. It's like that. being on Shark Tank. Exactly. It's like you're credible and everybody now. everybody
0: sees the vision. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees the vision. So the journey's not easy. Uh, it's a lot of no's, but I tell everyone you just need that one yes. And it it just it pushes you further. And when I got that yes and I won the 25,000 with the Dallas Mavs NBA pitch competition, I was I was ecstatic because I had a plan already. I already knew what I was going to do and I knew how I was going to get this out there. And now everything is circled back to me like, hey, Shelby, I, you know, we, we actually found a fit for this in there. And I'm like, cool. That, that's what I wanted eventually. That's what I was trying to get across. But sometimes people don't see it until other people right. see it. So the journey the journey's not easy. It's never going to be easy, but you have to keep going and you have to believe in yourself. I know for a fact, like I've said before, my business is it. I know Budget University is it. I know that it's life-changing. It's hard to get through to somebody your vision and you you can't get upset because it's not their vision to see. It's mine. I just have to show them what I see and hopefully they believe in it.
2: Oh, you're just an amazing dynamo. And again, continued success. Where can people find more information? Just go to BudgetUniversityOnline.com.
0: Yes, budgetuniversityonline.com. Our social media is now being taken over by a new marketing team, Dallas 101 Media. So they are taking over and we have so many fun videos that we were able to get across to give people more information and insight. So on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook, you can definitely find us just on Budget University.
2: Shelby, thank you again for joining us. And thank you all for joining us on Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. So long, everybody.